0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Worlds Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me is the Sam to my Frodo, it's Casey. How's it going, buddy?
1: I'll be honest, it's not going good, but it's going. How's it going with you, man?
0: Well, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, a lot better than not very good.
1: Yeah. We have a special guest today. We have the podcast dog, Hallie excellent
0: me. being cute as always.
1: Yeah. I think she's ready for bed really, but she <laughs> she's like, Hey, can you
0: wrap this thing up? <laughs> yeah. She's like, don't,
1: don't make it. Don't include the battle this week. Okay, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop into some news. Uh, I, I want to start with, with one because there, there's a, a funny, a funny little story that goes along with it that, only you will think is funny because only you know this person. So Jamie Foxx says that he's returning as Electro in Spider-Man 3. So first off, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I didn't see Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I thought it looked really bad and I heard he's not very good in it, but he's a good enough actor that I think with a better script, he, you know, can be great. And the, (coughs) excuse me, the rumor is it's gonna be multiverse related because that's what because Marvel kind of heard DC is doing that and they're trying to steal that idea, so <laughs> you know I mean getting the Sinister Six to happen sooner or later could be cool. I mean you know I'm not I'm not against it, not really for it one way or the other. I haven't really liked any of the Spider-Man movies yet that have come out through the MCU, so we'll just see. What do you think about it, man? <laughs>
0: um, it wasn't it wasn't a good movie. They did some of the the Gwen stuff like well but my my main problem with Electro in that movie is that you just feel bad for him like the whole time because he's like bullied and picked on <coughs> and I don't like it when they do that to villains because I don't want to sympathize with the villain cuz he's going to yeah. kill a bunch of people, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's never any excuse for that. So that was my big beef with it. Um, plus, he looks stupid. You know, like I know, I know, comic book Electro, you know, doesn't have the greatest costume in the world, but like, I mean, he he looks just, cooler now. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, but you know, just a blue Jamie Fox just wasn't really doing it for me. So, I, did. Jamie Fox did say on his Instagram post, he will not be blue in this one. Right, I did see that. Now, the funny thing, so Casey and I have a mutual friend named Callan, and Callan was like, oh, dude, did you hear the Spider-Man news? Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back as Electro. (laughs) And I was like, I think you mean Jamie Foxx there, dude. (coughs) But then I was thinking, man, I almost want to see Jamie Lee Curtis as Electro. I would love that. (laughs) She would have to have the original costume. Yeah, of course. Like she and force it, and it feeds, would be,
1: she force feeds Spider-Man Activia until he has to poop everywhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then they do like a Freaky Friday switch. It'd be great. That's perfect. We need but to make this movie. You know, I think I think we both can agree that that would be one fine Electro. I mean,
1: twenty years ago, maybe. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I just, I had to share that because I thought you'd get a kick out of it. That is pretty great.
1: In MCU news, Iman Falani, hope I'm doing that right, uh, is set to play Ms. Marvel in a Disney in the Disney Plus series. This is her first acting job. Like, I went to her IMDb page. Like, usually when people say, we're getting an unknown, they've done like 10 other things. But that she is an unknown. She's a Muslim actress, and she's about 18 years old. The one thing that like kind of annoyed me is on Twitter. Some people are like, she should be darker. Like that was their whole <laughs> uh, response to it. It's like, guys, first off, this is her first acting job. Maybe wait for it to come out before you, you know, ruin her life and make her hate herself. You know, like, come <laughs> yeah. on people.
0: She's a teenager. Yeah. So it's just
1: like, I'm, I hope it's good. Like, Cause I mean that's the one downside of hiring someone that's like this is their first job. It's their first job, so it's gonna be like she might not be any good, and that's a you know a lot of pressure because people are putting a lot of pressure on her as being a Muslim actress playing a you know a Muslim character. There's already people putting pressure on her for that, so it's like oh yeah, sure. it's like having your first day at at a job, and her one's like, hey, you're the first person to ever do this. Uh, you could be. You're gonna be a <coughs> the role. <laughs> you, you, you're gonna be the role model for every person that comes after you. Good luck. It's like, guys, just let her do this. Let it. You know, like I get that it's a big deal, but she's 18 years old. Just, just give her some. Give her some room to,
0: to do her job. <laughs> they can't and they won't. I know. That's that's the joy of Twitter. <laughs> Well, um, exciting (coughs) news for me was that uh, this week Henry Cavill showed off his new armor um, for Witcher Season 2. So we get to (coughs) see some cool new armor. I thought it was pretty awesome. Did you get a chance to take a look at it? I don't recall seeing it. So I'm sure it was pretty cool. It is. I I liked his armor in season one, but I can see why people didn't, and I, I think this is a pretty big step up. So,
1: well, I, I read something funny about Henry that I guess he's his muscles were too big for that his other wardrobe he kept bursting out of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did see that, which is just hilarious.
1: I mean, I I had the same problem with pants back in the day, but that was just because I was fat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well you know we all have our obstacles yeah so
1: uh dune has been delayed till october 1st (coughs) 2021 same day as Bat, as the batman and then now the batman has been pushed back till march 22nd 2022 so you know that sucks because i like i said i wasn't excited about dune and now the one that i was excited about has been pushed back even further so yeah.
0: Boo. <coughs> yeah, that really sucks. Like we we that's like a what, a year and a half almost. Yeah. Ugh. I just want to see that movie. I need I need my DC movies. <laughs> I know man, I sound like a a crack addict, but <laughs> All right. So, you and I have already talked about uh, the unfortunate uh, Batman 100 spoilers going around, mm-hmm. but uh, there was one smaller one that I wanted to discuss because it does kind of tie into to uh, discussion that we had last week. So, but but I'll ask you first because I don't want to just say it if you don't want to talk about any of them. I just go ahead. Okay, so. At least in this issue, uh, Barbara Gordon is going to be Oracle again.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that, actually. That was, I think, leaked by DC themselves, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I had mentioned that uh, that there was a possibility that Cassandra could take over, or, you know, uh, just be Batgirl again in a new series, so, uh, you know, may- maybe this is more proof that that could happen. Yeah. But any any thoughts on that at all?
1: I mean, it does seem pretty likely, especially after <coughs> the way that the Joker War that we're gonna, we're going to talk about it tonight, but the Joker War's own book, you know, how had that mm-hmm. Simon Kane story with the way their costume looked. It yeah. seems very likely it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I definitely want to talk about that. But anyway, that that's all we have to say about it. I personally like Barbara the most when she was Oracle. Yeah. Um. Way. You know, I I think Cassandra and Stephanie both are like crazy cool Batgirls, and that and that's like when they were at their best and. And Barbara was best as, as uh, Oracle, so we'll, well like, see. We'll see if she gets back to that. The main reason why
1: Oracle was better was just because it was, like, so much career, um, <coughs> character growth to become that. Yeah. And then, like, a, they just kind of got rid of all that growth and just, you know, put her right back to, you know, like, how she was before that. And it just it just never felt yeah. right whenever I was reading it.
0: The The most we get is she, you know, she'll, like, mention it, like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. It sure was tough getting over that. <laughs> it's like, but okay. Good thing I did. Yeah. It's like, man, uh, I don't know. You know, it, as much as I adore DC Comics, like, especially as of late, it's like, you know, like, the, the early to mid, like, 2000s DC was just some really awesome stuff. Yeah. and And they just... I don't know. They dialed it back so much on some of these characters. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's all we have to say on that.
1: Well, uh, Clay Man was on Twitter and he was showing off costume redesign for Catwoman in the upcoming Batcat series. It's inspired by Batman the Animated series. It looks neat. Uh, like, I'm not a big fan of Catwoman goggle look because it's like, oh, she's not wearing a mask. She's just got goggles on. So if you see her with her goggles up and her hair, you'll know exactly who it is. It's Selena Kyle. So she's doing her little shenanigans again. And so I'm just like, I'm not a fan of that because that doesn't, you know, have really any way of concealing her identity. I know her identity's known, but still it's just like, that's not my favorite. So other than that, it looks pretty cool. It looks, you know, <coughs> it's gray.
0: Like, you know, it, it looks fine. Did you see it? I did, you know, it, it was fine, but I'm wondering again, if this book, if this bat cat book is going to be outside continuity, like, you know, like we've already talked about a bunch of times, but because you know, the, her, her most recent series by Joelle Jones, she already designed <coughs> for that series. So it's yeah. like, man, does she does she really need another one so soon? Like, the one that they just gave her wasn't perfect, but it was fine. Like, at least she had was a it? mask.
1: Was it perfect?
0: Like, how funny would that be if I could roll my R's? It it would have been delivered much much better. <laughs> I really wish you could roll your R's, and you would have been like, it would have
1: been perfect. Purr-
0: yeah, but I can't. I'm not even going to try it. So. <laughs> But yeah, otherwise, you know, it does look fine. I think it's a little silly that she's got the single blade on each arm and leg. Um, yeah. You know, just copying Batman. It's like, man, just. <laughs> I don't know. Everything about Catwoman lately is just all super, super tied to Batman, and she doesn't need to be. Nope. Uh, but, you know, whatever. So, the batcat way. Yep, it is. All right, so uh, pretty big news for like comic book cover art collectors. Peach Momoko signed an exclusive deal with Marvel this week as part of their uh, Stormbreakers. In the last couple of years, Stormbreakers was called Young Guns. There was, the, there was like six Marvel Young Guns that would do certain covers for all the books throughout the year. And it seems like they've just renamed that to the Marvel Stormbreakers. I know that... And, and this is just like Marvel's epitome of like up-and-coming talent that they have. So... Or maybe not up-and-coming, but just like <coughs> the best that they have. So there's... You know, Pat Gleason is one of them, which I agree he is one of the best right now. And mm-hmm. then uh, Peach, and, and I don't remember the other four, but, uh, you know, they are all great. But I know that Peach was doing a bunch of covers for, like, uh, some, like, Boom Studios books and and some other companies. And now I... I I don't really, I guess exclusive with Marvel and DC just means they can't go work for the other big two companies, so maybe she'll still get to do all those, but uh, if she's just like truly exclusive Marvel, then I think a lot of those independent collectors are going to be quite upset, because she is like crazy, crazy popular right now.
1: Yeah. Now, Was she one of the ones that you got autographed from at C2E2 one year?
0: Uh, I did, and I was gonna have her do a commission, um, and and that was just because I didn't, I hadn't really heard of her before that. I just thought, oh man, she's got an awesome style, and then yeah. I found out that it was very much outside my price range, which is fine. I remember that. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, because she, I mean, <coughs> she's crazy talented. So, <coughs> anyway, I, I it was just kind of uh, kind of big news for for uh, cover collectors. And then my last bit of
1: news is something I'm just kind of personally excited about. Netflix is making a new anime Godzilla series. It's called Godzilla singular point. And the last anime series they made wasn't very good. Like I couldn't get into it really story wise, but also like no matter how good an anime story is if the art is trash, which I thought the art in that was trash. Like it was very RWBY and I can't get into that type of style. I just can't get into the anime. And so I just could not get into this Godzilla anime that came out a couple years back. And this one, it's going to have more of a hand-drawn style to it. It's not going to be the, you know, CG, RWBY style. So I'm genuinely really pumped for this. I hope it's good. So I think it's coming out next year.
0: Not to be a total, like, weeb on you, but it's pronounced Ruby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean
1: that's fine. I just call it RWBY because I like to call things what I call them. You'll see when I'm talking about X 10 of swords.
0: (laughs) Perfect. I just, you know, sometimes I got to be a twat and correct. So yeah. Oh, I meant to, I meant to pair this in with the Batman 100 stuff, but, um, I saw earlier this week that James Tynan was originally supposed to be done with his Batman run at number one. <coughs> but because, uh, cause, you know, all the 5G stuff was supposed to happen. And thankfully that's not the case anymore. And yeah. he said that he's got plans, you know, for the foreseeable future, which I think is exciting because I started reading his stuff at Joker War and I think it's been great. So, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. pretty happy. I'm just happy
1: for him too. Cause he was like, I wasn't the biggest fan of his when he first started at DC. I'm not going to lie. And then like he, but he's been grinding and writing like 50 books for years and he's just gotten mm. better and better every year. And now I'm a fanboy is, so it's just kind of like, yeah, dude, you're awesome now. Like, I mean, not saying you weren't awesome before, but it's like, you've literally just gotten better and better. So the fact that you, you know, this has been rewarded with their flagship book. And hopefully sales are there. You know, they have to be since you you know get to keep it. So yeah.
0: It's pretty awesome. I agree. I've I've met him several times at C2E2 over the years. So it's cool to have some of like his early <coughs> stuff signed and then you know, some of like his detective and whatnot signed too. But he's always, always been a really nice guy. Um mm-hmm. Like, most of them are. And it, it's cool to see, like you just said, cool to see him get their flagship book. So, good on and James there. I mean, yeah, I, I ran into him one
1: time at C2E2 as we were walking. And I was like, oh, hey, it's James Tinian. And he didn't even correct me. That's how nice of a guy he is. <laughs> In his head, he was probably screaming, but, you know. <laughs> He's like, another one. Actually, I pulled out a comic. I was like, could you autograph this? He's like, oh, yeah, man. <coughs> He's like, I got... Pizza on my hand, so I gotta wash this off first. <laughs> Get up
0: here. All right, well that wraps up the news for this week. So let's take our quick ad break, and we'll be back to talk about comics. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the ad. All right, Casey, what uh, what comic books did you read this week?
1: All right. I read X Ten of Swords, Department of Truth, Wonder Woman. Nailbiter Returns, shang chi Batman the Joker Warzone, Chu,
0: and Batman Three Jokers. <coughs> is the your, your X of Swords, wasn't that just the X Factor book that so ties into that X,
1: event or? X Factor number
0: four, but this is part two of twenty two. Oh my gosh! I'd, like, I'd, yeah. I like I I ask because I genuinely lose track. <laughs> yeah. All right. I read Shang Chi, um, Wonder Woman seven sixty two and seven sixty three since I missed that last issue. Batman Joker War Zone, Dark Knight's Death Metal Multiverse's End, and Batman Three Jokers. All right. So I'll start with
1: X-Men, X Ten of Swords, X Factor. Number four. Part two of Twenty Two. Now this is by Leia Williams, Carlos Gomez. And since it's it's basically just a continuation of that last Hallie. Lay down. It's just a continuation of the last issue. They're healing up people. Some somebody dies. They find out they can't bring like they can't bring people back that don't that die in this other area and I mean that's about it that's all that happens I just it's the same problem I have with the other one is I don't care and it's like it's well written the art's really good the creative team is really good on this but I don't care like that's you know what I mean like this is not a story that I just there's no part of me that's like oh I wonder what's gonna happen Swords next like I don't care so if you're invested in this it's probably really good but I'm not, so I'm giving it a, Like, play a five because, like, the art's good and I know it's a well-made book.
0: I just don't care about it. <laughs> All right. Well, the first one I read was Shang Chi, <coughs> and that you was want to do that by because we both read that one, bud. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so this was written by Gene. Luin Yang with art by Dyke Ruan and Philip Tan. Um, yeah, what what were your thoughts on this one, bud? I really loved it.
1: Uh, like I've always said with Shangxi, the best way of doing them is make it simple. Like just keep it simple. Keep it like a dumb, fun, karate movie. And that's really what they did with this, and that's all you need. Like you don't have to overthink it. You just have to make it fun. And the writer of this clearly knew that, and they made a really fun book. I'm really excited for the next issue.
0: What about you? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Art was good. Uh, Story was cool. I am a sucker for, like, warring clans. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was cool to see, you know, the fist, the staff, the sword, the dagger, and the hammer, I think, were all of them. Um, If you love warring clans, I have
1: an app for you. It's called Clash of Clans.
0: you love it. Thanks, man. I'll look into that. Um, But it was cool. It shakes up some of the the Shang-Chi mythos, if you will. And one one thing that I really liked about this was... um, you know, he... So, Shang-Chi is working in Grandma Wang's bakery, right? And I just love how much crap Grandma Wang gives her uh, her uh niece and Shang-Chi. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just... I, I've had some Asian-American friends and just Asian friends in general. And, you know, they always say that that's how, like, family... Like, how, how their culture is and stuff like that. So... Yeah. I'd, I just love that it was included because it, it was really funny stuff.
1: Yeah, that's like one of those things where it's like, I know that's a stereotype, but it's like one of those ones because it's like in Sony movies and all this other stuff. But I'm like, it's also like there are certain stereotypes where you kind of know come from at least a shred of truth. And that's one of them that you're like, yeah, I can see that one coming from
0: a good bit yeah. of truth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it was cool. I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to the next one same here what would you rate it uh I'd give it I'd give it like a solid eight and a half yeah I was thinking
1: I was thinking about an eight too so my my next the next book I read was The Department of Truth by Tynan and Simmons and like I'm gonna say this the art in this it's pretty weird it's pretty, it's pretty out there. Like, by the end of it, I was kind of liking it, but it's also just not that, not, not really for me, like, the, this type of art, not the best. The story's wild. It's pretty weird. It's all about this, like, and this is a common theory among, like, um, paranormal people, where it's like, if enough people believe in something, it becomes real, and that's kind of what this revolves around, Up, uh, revolves around and so it's kind of like flat earthers and all this other stuff. Really interesting. Really cool if you like conspiracy theories and hidden governments and that type of stuff. So, yeah, I'd I'd recommend it. I'd give it like probably another 8, honestly. Not trying to be too lazy with my with my, you know, <laughs> recording, but it was really good.
0: <laughs> I can say that that issue um, sold out completely on Wednesday, so a lot of people That's were awesome. looking forward to that, so I'm glad that and you said that was James Tynan again, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, look at you doing 100 <laughs> titles and they're good. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I'll do just the one I, I have that you didn't get to yet, which was uh, Death Metal Multiverse's End. I'll just be brief because I know that you're looking forward to reading this. Yeah, I said last week, this is one of the ones I'm
1: looking forward to. Then when I sent you my pick, you know, the ones I, the comics I'm reading, I forgot to send that. So apparently I wasn't looking forward to it too much. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm, I'm really curious what your thoughts are going to be on the art because I thought the interior art was so awesome. Yeah. This was written by James Tynan. (laughs) It was good. Uh, the art was done by Juan Gideon. Um, man, it is, it's like, it's like Daniel Warren Johnson meets, I don't even know who else. It's just like a mix of his with like slightly cartoony, but not too cartoony that, that it like takes you out of it. Um, I don't know. It's just awesome. There's like a, a lot yeah. of really cool action scenes in it. But uh, basically everybody is uh, trying to disrupt the, the crisis energy that uh, Perpetua is feeding off of. And there's a whole lot of Captain Carrot and Jon Stewart and Guy Gardner. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I can't say too much because it'll spoil stuff. But I—I uh, I don't know. I really liked it. I, I'd give it—I'd uh, give it another, probably. Uh, I'd say an eight for sure. Nice. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to discuss it after you read it. But it was cool. Right. There, it, there was it enough forth. parts where it's like. Cause you know, anything with Captain Carrot's gonna be goofy, right? I mean yeah. that's just you can't take it too seriously, and James Tynan doesn't. So that's good. there's parts with Captain Carrot and then we see more of that baby Batman from that Legends of the Dark Knight one. And yeah. he he uses that to, to just, you know, have some fun with this stuff and, and I really appreciate that. So
1: Yeah. Nice, man. So, okay, I got Hallie cl- try, trying to climb on me for some reason. But uh, <laughs> the next one was Nailbiter Returns by Williamson and Henderson. And this one's really good. It kind of explains a little bit more of what's going on with, you know, all the killers kind of coming back and stuff. Um, the Like, the last issue, the mom uh, the main character appears and... So in this one, she kind of explains what's been going... What she's been doing and all that stuff. And it's really good. The art's great. <laughs> and it ends really cool. Like, it was a, such a quick read. I know, you know, it was like a full comic, but it felt like uh, five pages. And that's kind of like... You know, that's like... You know it's a good comic when that's the thing, but it's also always upsetting
0: when that's the thing.
1: But yeah, I yeah. give this like a nine. I really, really liked it. Uh, you know, it was very enjoyable... And I'm like, I still need to buy more of the nail-biter trades because I'm enjoying this world that Williamson's created.
0: I'm and glad to hear it.
1: I'm going to jump into Chew really quick. Won't talk too much about it because I think I'm the only person that's invested in this so- series that's you know listening. <laughs> but um, this is Chew by John Lehman and Dan Boltwood. And <clears throat> so this goes <coughs> into Tony's grandpa, who's just such a terrible person that they actually, everyone assumed that the hitman that was after, uh, Saffron was actually after him, and so then they end up, you know, no one really knows what Saffron, like, Saffron Chu is doing, and so she's like, you know, she goes to her twin sister, tells, tells her, like, oh, I'm just here to see grandpa, blah, blah, you know, and, like, they have to you know, lie to the, the detectives and stuff about the shooting, all that stuff. And, like, Saffron, like, Sage, Saffron's sister, doesn't know why she's lying. She just knows, it's the, you know, what she wants to do. And then, turns out, people, are more than just that one assassin are, after, are trying to kill Saffron and her brother. Or, and her boyfriend. We get to see some Tony in this. We get to see some more of the family. I love this book. It's probably my probably my favorite book out right now it's so good I was want like every time I read it I'm like I want more of this I'm giving this a 10 out of 10
0: <coughs> alright
1: you can tell I'm sick I'm not near as windy as I normally am
0: oh I know you you sound miserable honestly it, it kind of hurts my I, soul a little bit
1: I, I kind of am and that's why like I'm like man we're kind of blowing through this I kind of hope I hope we still get to the hour so I don't have to do the battles today. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: let me let you in on something, Casey. We can just choose to end it whenever. <laughs> we have the power to do that. <laughs> hey, no, we don't. We have, we
1: have valued listeners.
0: That's true. I'm sure they'll understand since you're feeling under the weather.
1: And like the audio anyway. crap because I keep coughing into
0: the mic. <laughs> Uh, okay, so do we have the do we have the same three books left? Warzone, Wonder Woman, <coughs> Three Jokers.
1: Yeah, which one do you want? I figured we
0: do Three Jokers last. Yeah, I uh, want to do Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'll I'll sort of take points since you're hacking up everywhere. Um, Fair <laughs> so I I don't really need to talk about seven sixty two. Um, you covered it pretty well when you talked about it before it, it was, it felt like I read the thing in 10 seconds and not like too much happened. So anyway, we get to this one. Uh, I, I really liked the art in this one. I think that, uh, you know, some of the, the, the two page spreads with wonder woman and the lasso is super cool. Um, you know, that one creature transformation yeah, it, was super cool. By the
1: way, it's uh, Tamaki and Carlo Barberi
0: on the pencils. Yes, thank you. I yep. should have started there. Um, but no, it, it's just gorgeous art. I, I kind of, like, as much as I liked the book, I kind of felt like they rushed this whole liar, liar thing. And they're just going to jump right into the next thing super quick. And, and I felt like this could have been, I don't know, maybe dragged out just another issue or two. What, what were your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I don't know. With it being a kid, it's kind of, I think they kind of played as much as they could unless they wanted to make Max Lord evil again. But. Right. I mean, I I really enjoyed the way they did things. I really liked the last fight with how Max was actually helping Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it's like, there may be a betrayal coming again with Max and Wonder Woman, but right now it's like, he was actually helping her. He's actually gaining her trust on this. And that's, that was pretty cool. And like the one funny thing though, is they kind of did make Wonder Woman too nice. Like I wouldn't have been at all surprised if like, it's this, you know, it's revealed that Liar Liar is doing this stuff and Wonder Woman would just snap.
0: Oh, that would have been crazy! Yeah, I don't know. You can tell that. I just up in one
1: room and she's like, "What? I'm a warrior. What do you expect? I'm not Superman."
0: Right. You can tell that what liar liar said though is is really going to have an effect on Max in the near near future. So yeah, but it was super cool.
1: I like how this is like shaping up to be brave and the bold with Wonder Woman Max lore. That's such a weird combination to have, but I kind of like the idea.
0: Yeah, because it's being handled well, you know, with yeah. a good enough writer, and anything can yeah. be good.
1: Tamaki's great. Like, I realized that when she did her She-Hulk series. So, you know, having it, having Wonder Woman, it's pretty great. I'm excited for more from her. Yeah. What would you give it out of 10? It'd probably be another 8. Like, I'm pretty lazy with my ratings today, but it was just really solid. And it wasn't good enough for, like, a 9, but it wasn't anything worse than an 8, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Uh,
0: I'd probably go 7.5 just because, like, it's real close to that 8 for me, but like I said I just had a couple of minor gripes but yeah. nothing at all to, to say that I I didn't like it cuz it's been a great story arc. All right. So next we've got Batman the Joker War Zone with just a crazy cover by Ben Oliver. Yeah. I love his love work. Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> um so yeah, um this Okay, so the first one was written by James Tynan and art by Guillaume March. I love March's art, and I thought that it paired very well with this story. Um, It's like if I could just
1: have him draw Joker in everything, I'd be happy. Yeah. Like his Joker is
0: just everything you need Joker to be. I totally agree. And if I'm honest, I thought Tynan's dialogue was everything that the Joker needs to be. Yeah. Like, no, I mean like this is this,
1: this Joker is better than Joker war Joker, which is weird to say, but the way he's writing here, I
0: like it even more than that. Yeah. Yep. For sure. He, you know, he comes in, talks to Bane, cracks some jokes and then gets super angry and serious and honestly scary. Mm -hmm. Cause you, you don't know what he's going to do when he's, in that sort of mindset and you can tell that what he said like really impacted Bane too which was cool to see and and I hope that that I mean it does say to be continued in 2021 so I really can't wait to to get to that story arc because I'm if it's anything close to what this couple pages was you know it's going to be amazing
1: yeah I wonder what it's going to be continued as
0: like is Bane getting his own book or what's going on there See, I th- I think it's just Tynan is going to take each... Because he did a couple of these stories. I think each one might be like a story arc just in oh, Batman, yeah. potentially.
1: Yeah, because like... And some of the stuff that Joker was saying, it really kind of seemed like Tynan was taking shots at Tom King. Maybe that's just like me connecting Dude, dots. Dude, I, I thought there. so too. But No, I, I thought was. so too. Because like he's talking yeah. about how it's like... They, how they killed, Af- I don't know, how Bane killed Alfred and how that really made Joker mad because, you know, he's like, you could have tortured Batman better and you didn't do it very good. And like, was this taken out on him? And uh, <coughs> yeah, I, I was reading that as Tynan calling out Tom King. But
0: like I said, yeah, I, I could I've, be connecting dots that aren't there. I love the line that was, oh, no, Robin's going to have to go to therapy. <coughs> thanks to big bad yeah. Bane. It's like, oh, my that was gosh. So funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, that was just the first story in the book after we yeah. just gushed over that. Um, that was like next my favorite was, one too though. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Next was family ties, which was written by John Ridley and art was done by Olivier Coipel. Um, I'm glad you pronounced that name cause I would have done it terribly. Oh no, it's fine. He, uh, I I only know it because I've listened to some interviews and know that he is very French. (laughs) So that's, that's that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's awesome. I love his art. He did the art on JMS's Thor run. And I thought, okay. Yeah. It's just out of this world. But anyway, uh, what did you think of this one? I actually,
1: I really liked it. My main problem with it is I didn't like, the art of Lucius Fox. I didn't like how he was drawn because he looks younger than Luke Fox. He like he could be like if they're like, oh yeah, he's Luke Fox's nerdy son. I would buy it. Yeah. And so other than that though, I mean Bat like it's not even fair that Batwing has that cool of a costume. I'm just gonna throw that <laughs> out there. Yeah, like that is awesome. Like that is the coolest Batman co- like Batman character costume. It's not even close. So yeah I thought it was pretty cool. Um, like yeah, it's just like I don't quite get why Lucius was acting the way he was at the end with the gun, but I think it must still have to do with the toxin in him or he just doesn't like bats right now, but right. I thought it was cool. What do you think?
0: It was cool. Um, i I love the costume too, but it makes me want to call him Bat Panther. Because I, I think it's yeah, very reminiscent of Black Panther, but but you know that's fine because that's a cool costume. So, um, yeah, Lucius is acting a little weird, but uh, but overall the story was cool. I I think Luke is cool, um, and I'm looking forward to that miniseries, knowing that it's going to be a miniseries and not just straight up canon. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but like
1: I have no like I've talked about this before. Since Batman Inc. should still be a thing, I have no problem with Luke Fox becoming a Batman. You know what I mean? Like, what happened? Have multiple Batman. That's fine. Yeah, like you said, a
0: Batman. One of them, not (laughs) the. All right. So, (laughs) next, we've got. the credits must be at the end. Yes, we've got the symbol by Josh Williamson Williamson with David LaFuente. David LaFuente.
1: We're doing it at the same time.
0: Yep. It's, it's weird. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, um, I, apart from like some of the boots, I think this art is awesome. What did you, what did you think of it?
1: So, I've seen this art before it was in a flash annual and I'm not the biggest fan of it in the flash annual mostly because of the boots, but I thought it worked much better here. And so, yeah, I liked it a lot here. It's just with the flash one, it was like mostly running where this is like kind of bombastic fun stuff. You know what I mean? So it's just like this is a lot different than having like robot flash versus Flash running a race to see who's the fastest Flash, because that was the whole book. And like that just didn't this art did not work well with that, but it works well in this type of thing. Yeah. And
0: and the is just also fun. It was. And it, it shows uh, Stephanie and Cassandra, you know, spoiler alert of course, uh, putting bat symbols on their costumes. So Cassandra, And I, I'm gonna say this. Really mm-hmm. quick, not to
1: interrupt again, I apologize, but it kind of shows where it's like together, like they could make the best Batgirl because Stephanie has the, you know, the ability to pack into stuff while Cassandra can literally kick the crap out of anybody. So it's yeah. like combined, they're basically Tim Drake and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like it just with the way it ended. It very much feels like
0: they could just be the new Batgirl.
1: You know, they could be
0: Batgirls or whatever. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <clears throat> they they need to do a series called Batgirls and just because there, there's no reason they can't split between the two.
1: Yeah, and and it's like they they work well. Like it just shows how well they can work together <laughs> with Stephanie doing smart girl stuff while you know, Cassandra's doing punching girl stuff like it can work.
0: Yeah. And then we get that brief moment of them just like having tacos together and just, yeah. you know, being friends. And that's cool. Um, you know, it, it, reminds me, you know, I will bring up Stephanie Brown Batgirl series whenever I can. Um, you know, that series did a lot with Stephanie and Barbara, like forming a relationship and, and growing as friends and characters. And I kind of got that vibe with these two here, you know, they can definitely, um, use each other to grow as characters. So I really, really want that to be a thing. I like the Cassandra's costume is, I mean, basically exactly what her Batgirl costume was, I hope that if they do, right, I hope that if they do a Batgirl series that they change up this costume on Stephanie a little more to be like her Batgirl one because everything is cool. But like the hood and the weird like uh, winter soldier mask, I kind of wish it was more of like her Batgirl cowl. But again, just little things. Yeah, exactly. But it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, same here. And then all next right, I'll, I'll one let you do the next one since I was talking over you the whole time on that last one.
1: <laughs> the next one of Ashes of Eden by Sam Jones and Laura Braga. <coughs> this is uh, Boys and Ivy. She comes to you know, her Eden that she had shown Harley. A Bunch of clowns there, are there and you know, she kinda murders them all. The way Poison Ivy does, and she kind of like it's kind of revealed that she is kind of turning her back on people, and it's gonna be more plant based, and you know she's Queen Ivy. So, what did you think of it?
0: It was fine. Yeah, it it you know like it was I think one of the weaker stories in the book, but I don't think it was bad by any means. It was just. A setup, because we had talked about it a few episodes ago, how she was taking on a new name, Queen Ivy. And this is showing that. And again, it says to be continued in 2021. So I hope that we get, like, a true story arc dedicated to Poison Ivy just kind of taking over Gotham with all these big, crazy plants. Because I think that kind of story is fun.
1: Well, I had heard that she is actually going to get her own series.
0: Yeah, well, I'm fine with that, too. You know.
1: Maybe she'll get her Queen Ivy series, which that could be cool. But yeah, no, like that's all that this felt like. It's not like the other ones were like it didn't add anything to the, you know, Joker war didn't really do much. It just kind of was like, oh, she's calling herself Queen Ivy now. That's all I really got from it. It was kind of neat. Yeah. You know, kind of fine, but not a lot to it. The
0: art's nice. Yeah. All right. So the next one. It's called Clown Hunt. It's written by James Tynan, and the artist is James Stokoe. Now, I know that James Stokoe has done, like, Godzilla stuff, and I'm sure that you're, like, a pretty big fan of his. Yeah. I, man, it it wasn't doing it for me. Like, I like how he does the background and, like, the city and stuff, but... uh, I don't know. I think the art fit the tone of the story well. It, it's just not my favorite. But I thought the story was neat. And it's cool to see like a little more clown hunter action. What did you think? I loved it. I mean, I also
1: love this art. Like, I knew you wouldn't because I remember he did art in um, Moon Knight. And you hated it in that. And yeah. so I was like, yeah, I know he's not going to like it. But I loved it. I just I just enjoy his art. It's so it's very much him. And so you know, yeah, like it's like, oh yeah, he has this style that works on him. But you know, like it just works with his books. Like, don't get me wrong, if this art style was like in Wonder Woman, it probably wouldn't have worked. But and James Sinon wrote a story that just basically fits to this perfectly. And I thought it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, it was cool. I really wanna know cuz i i don't think i missed it. We still don't know who he is, right? Clown
1: Hunter? Yeah, we don't know. He's just some kid who got whose parents got killed by clowns it
0: sounds like. Yeah. All right, i just want to make sure i didn't miss anything. It was like he had a really bad birthday party. <laughs> yeah. I i wonder if we'll, we'll learn his identity in in 100 cuz clearly he'll have to be in that book, but yeah. i hope that we get some more from him cuz you know, they kind of built not I don't want to say like Tynan built him up because that's not the case. But like the Internet built up the character and I've, I want to see a little more from him.
1: Yeah, I think we will. I mean, you were the one that told me that he wasn't even supposed to come out yet. He was supposed to be
0: right. Not out until after Joker war. So, yeah. All right. Well, that leaves us with three Jokers, which was written by Jeff Johns and art by Jason Fabok and Brad Anderson. I love the art. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be pretty much the only positive thing I have to say about this issue. The art is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think um, there's there's one scene that made me laugh really hard cuz like the last issue Jason Todd shot the Joker on the head and Barbara's very upset that, you know, he murdered somebody. And so they go to where Jason's being held because he ends up getting kidnapped because he's a Robin. That's what they do. And there's like a pool full of Joker's. Like people are trying to be turned, trying to be turned into the Joker. They're all naked and they all start attacking them. And then they hit Batman's belt and they make the Batmobile just come through and just run over all of them. And then they're like, like, huh? I guess we can we can still save Jason now. It's like <laughs> you guys are mad that. He killed one of these jokers and you just murder a literal room full of them. And you're not that worried about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, that's kind that's of my, one of my big issues in general is just like Batman doesn't care about like anything really. No. It's just, I, you know, you've said this a lot. I hate how Jeff Johns writes Batman here. It's terrible.
1: Like Jeff Johns is one of those people that can write certain characters. He can't write Batman. Well, like in my personal opinion, he doesn't get the character. And that's why I thought it was so weird when he got Batman year one. I mean, I know he's like one of the ad people, so he kind of got to choose to do it, but it's like, (coughs) it's like, dude, you don't know. You don't know the character. You got to do someone else. And that's how I feel. about this. like, he just doesn't
0: get it. Now, I have to give just my least favorite part of this. I'm sure you see it coming, Casey. Anyway, as we said, full spoilers. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead a few minutes. I absolutely – my eyes rolled out of my skull when Barbara and Jason kissed. I hated it. It didn't need to be in here. It doesn't make any sense. I just cursed. You're going to have to beat that out. Yeah. Um, that's just how worked up I am. Like these characters have like rarely interacted. So wh- why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just didn't make any sense. Why did it happen? It Dude, didn't need to. Okay.
1: You remember that one time when I got beat up by a crowbar from the guy that murdered me, who was a clown. And then he also crippled you. And we were, like, bonding over the trauma that we both shared and we made out. You don't remember that? Like, that happens all
0: the time. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, no, but, I mean, man, I just, I love also, though, like,
1: ba- <laughs> Batman has a, his Joker files and it's missing clowns, missing criminals, missing
0: clowns who are also criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. And, and, like, you know, I know the last page is supposed to be some, like, big cliffhanger, but, like, unless Jeff changes the Batman mythos, like, what's Joe Chill gonna say other than, you know, I wanted their money? Yeah, he's like, I was cold and hungry
1: and she had pearls on. yeah. And they're like, oh,
0: well, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I that uh, So you give us Everything a about this is bad. Um, well, if you subtract eight from that, then that is what I give this book. For so those of you that suck at math, that's a two. Uh, yeah, and four. the two is strictly for the art. Like, I want to give the higher score just for the art because it is absolutely killer art but I just can't with with what happened and the way Batman's written that this was a train wreck yeah like so the last issue I kind of
1: had hope that this would be good and that's why I gave it such a low score I think I gave it a three Jake gave his a five last time and like this one I wasn't expecting really anything so I had lower expectations so I'm giving this one a four Dude, I had low
0: expectations, too, but it was still just really bad. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, at least we can sell it and make money someday.
0: Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I sure don't want to keep it in my collection.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what comics are you excited about, though, for next week?
0: Oh, man, I'm so glad you asked because I had it pulled up and, and ready. Did you? But why why don't you go ahead and
1: say yours? Well, mine would be Adventure Man number four. I love that book. I I get I get shakes when you know I'm waiting for the next one because I'm just so excited. Like oh, when's it coming out? I need my fix. Uh, Batman 100. I'm really pumped for. And then, um, <coughs> excuse me. Ultraman. I'm really really pumped for too.
0: <coughs> okay, <coughs> I will say. Um, well, just honorable mention Batman 100, uh, but I will say probably the swamp thing one shot, especially since they took out the Tom King story. Uh, he's a garbage human. And now that he's not in the book, I want to pick it up. Um, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast prior, you'll know why, um, And then Thor number eight, because, again, if you've listened to any episode, you'll know that I love that series, and I'm looking forward to that. And then another honorable mention to Sonic the Hedgehog Bad Guys, because I don't know what all is going to be in it, but if it's about Sonic's villains, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Nice, man. Maybe it's just Shadow going around murdering them all. Finally getting his payback. On. <laughs> so, you know, like, I'm, I owe you all, hey, so I'm maybe. Gonna murder all of your villains.
0: <laughs> it's it really dark. I'm all about it. <laughs> all right. I do not have a first appearance for you this week. So if you right. want to do the Fantastic Four.
1: Okay, right. So I was just thinking to myself because Victor Oladipo from the Indiana Pacers may get traded here soon and so i was like you know it'd be fun if we talk about like different trades that we could see in the comic book verse so like give me four trades you'd love to see happen between marvel dc image top cow and whatever else archie even um you know it ha- but it has to be like fair trades like you can't be like i want superman but for like midge from archie And it's like no that's not a trade that dc would do you'd have to at least give us archie and jughead you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> I'll be I'll be the commissioner on these trades. So if I think something's not fair, I'll be like, strike that, you got to give us more.
0: Okay. Well, one of these is going to be you're you're not going to approve because I kind of misunderstood the question. Oh, I'm I sorry. No, that it, it was my fault. I read it wrong. I, I I kind of was thinking like what between companies who like who would you want to see like team up and work oh, together so but that it's okay I think some of these still work for trades so first and foremost it'll be between Marvel and Top Cal and that's Blade for um, whatever the character's name is who is in the darkness
1: I think it's just darkness isn't it
0: it could be I don't know <laughs> did so yeah, d- uh, does that one get approved?
1: I mean, I would approve it. I think like t- <coughs> Top Cow's getting a better deal, but Marvel doesn't use Blade. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that I think that works. I think Blade would be happier because he could be like the main character, you know, the main the main company guy now. Where now, like oh, now absolutely. He have a book.
0: Yeah. Hey, but he's got Strike Force.
1: Not even that <laughs> anymore. I think that's been, that's been canceled, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: All right. Next will be between IDW and DC and we're trading flash for the actual fastest thing alive. And that's Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm,
1: That could be interesting. I don't know how well, how well they'd work in their respective new universes, but I'll allow it because they both have a lot of name power to them.
0: See, I think it could work based on like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out last year, which was great by the way. Uh, watching him interact with, like, real humans, I, I think that he could come over yeah. and work in Central City.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Um, next, I've got... Uh, we've got a classic Marvel and DC trade between Batgirl and Ms. Marvel.
1: Which Batgirl?
0: Ugh. I guess we'll just go with the current one. We'll say Barbara. Okay. Yeah, see,
1: this is one of those ones where I'm like, I'll allow it, but I do think Marvel (coughs) is winning that trade.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, can't win them all. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and this last one is not going to be approved, I already know, and that's going to be another Marvel and DC trade between Thor and Viking Prince.
1: Yeah, Viking Prince is... Far too, you know, far too much cooler than Thor for that to work. So
0: exactly. <laughs> you
1: no, know I mean you gotta you gotta sweeten up DC's DC stuff a little bit, so they get more. You know, they have to give up more than Viking Prince. That'd be like giving up a second round draft pick for Paul Gasol when the Memphis Grizzlies did that. You know, with the Lakers.
0: Sure. Then let's go. Let's go, Viking Prince, Shining Knight, and Robin Hood. I'd
1: still say more. I mean, Thor's got movies. He's played by Chris Hemsworth. He's got a book that's you know his own book. None of those guys have their own book.
0: Okay, fine. And Batman. But then, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I said, didn't really read that one as well as I should have. But I think the others, the others pretty much work.
1: Yeah. And I would, I would love to see Blade and talk out because he'd at least then have a book out.
0: Yeah, for sure. It'd be cool. All right. Well, hey, I, I think that brings us to our hour, correct? Yeah. We got it right now. Hour 01. All right. Well, let's all put some positive vibes towards Casey that he uh, feels better next time and... And we'll be back to his old windy self.
1: Oh God, I hope so.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, time for the closing plugs. If you will please like us at Facebook.com slash two worlds podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two Pod. You can also email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And please, if you haven't already, like and review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. Now, we'd like to stay in chat, but we have to walk a really, really long way to throw some jewelry into some lava. So we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.